Well, hey everyone, welcome to Trussler Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 199, Clean Your Gear. On this episode, Scott shares some new gear thoughts for 2022 and why you should take a look at some quality down jackets that have been on the market for a while that I still think are tried and true. Also share tips on how to keep your gear clean and ready to go clean your gear huge news regarding the podcast are we taking the podcast to a video platform near you you have to wait and see i'll answer that question at the end of the podcast you can always join in on the discussion and on our facebook group page just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family come out and hang and be a part of our community we always post an episode on our group page so join in on the discussion and share your backpacking uh, pics from from the weekend if you go your trails and everything about your outdoor community life, we you you guys inspire us when we when we look at those stuff. Um, so we want to welcome a new partner to Trust the Trail Podcast family. We'd like to welcome Nemo. You guys know Nemo Gear; they've been around for a long time. In fact, I was at Trail Days on the AT when Nemo first came into the marketplace and was uh, they were introducing some of their tents. They've been a leading industry uh leader really in the mattress pad market they make some fantastic mattress pads we have the tensler uh which we love uh nemo is offering for you the nemo dagger two-person ultralight backpacking tent that's a great tent by the way just go to our podcast post episode that's 199 on com and click on that link and go check out their two-person tent. Uh, the dagger has been around for a while. We like that. We like that tent. Um, of course, while you're hiking this winter and setting up your Nemo tent, you need some energy food, which is why we've partnered with Aaron Owens Mayhew of Backcountry Foodie. The Backcountry Foodie can offer you meal plans for your next backpacking adventure and can meet your meet your specific needs. After all, she is a registered dietitian and a avid backpacker herself both aaron and trust the trail podcast understand how important nutrition is on the trail just go to backcountryfoodie.com and use the promo code trust the trail and get 20 percent off of their membership services backcountry foodie also offers our listeners who go on trips with us specific one-on-one meal planning as part of their adventure backpacking trips if you go to the website and episode 199 post you can click on the link right to backcountry foodies website and sign up uh we're hoping to get her on the podcast uh in the month of december so we're very excited uh, i just talked to her the other day very excited um so we have some pretty big news. Um, I'm going to share this. I told you I was going to wait to the end of the podcast, but I'm going to share it now because I'm pretty excited. For a long time, we have wanted to do something different with the podcast. And so what we've decided to do is that we're going to take the podcast um, on YouTube. And so we have Trust the Trail YouTube channel. Um, I'm working on the intro video today. Um, we're gonna. I've got so much content that we can put on that YouTube channel. But we're gonna give like a whole different, um, a whole different perspective on uh, backpacking, uh, 
YouTube channel. And I can guarantee you, it's not going to be a traditional backpacking channel at all. We're going to podcast. We're going to have gear talk. Uh, we're going to do some different things on it. Um, it it's not all going to be about uh, clickbait and uh, affiliate marketing and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be quite different. And I really thought hard and long about this. I was very reluctant to do it for a long time. But we're going to have uh, our favorite uh, podcast episodes on there and do some pretty exciting things. So Trust the Trail podcast, YouTube channel, um, that will be launching probably, which well, already up. If, if you can find it on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe. Um, and uh, But we're going to have some interesting content on there. So that's pretty exciting uh, that we're going to really ramp up uh, in 2022. So, um, yeah, pretty, 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 uh, pretty, pretty excited about that. Okay, so um, what we want to do uh, today is talk about some gear that is, is really... Um, I think is tried and true down gear. And I got to tell you, the more I use uh, enlightened gear, uh, their sleeping bags, and the more I use hyperlight stuff, I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, both of our, uh, both of them are partners with Trusted Trail Podcast, and I really am starting to dig their gear. Um, Hyperlite, you know, when they first came on the market, I thought, well, let's see what happens in, you know, in a couple years and, and see if they, they last. And, um, and not only have they lasted, but they've exceedingly got better and their backpack. I mean, we've used the Southwest, um, 3,400 backpack for years now. And that thing is, I mean, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, uh, Isle Royale. I mean, it, it's been through the whole country and that thing is as good today as when it was when we first bought it. So very excited about those two uh, gear manufacturers. And I think if you look at, you know, their their down their down jackets and the other the other down jacket that I think has been tried and true for winter and something that really that I mean, man, I I, I wish they would they would penetrate the marketplace just a little bit harder. They they put so much money into uh, this brand, uh, you know, about 12 years ago is the Eddie Bauer first ascent, uh, gear that first ascent gear, man, oh man, is it good gear? Um, it's all goose down. It, it's all really, really good, sturdy gear. Of course, you know, the people that started first ascent, they were all mountain climbers, you know, uh, Whitaker, uh, um, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, um, but they, they were all first ascent. They're all Eddie Bauer uh, descendants and uh, just really great gear. You can go to first ascent or Eddie Bauer first ascent and, and look at some, some of their down puffy jackets. They're lightweight. They're durable. You're talking about 850 fill goose down. They are expensive, but man, will they last for a long, long time. So very, very excited about those winter items uh, for gear, uh, Enlightened Gear, uh, um, Hyperlite, Eddie Bauer First Descent. Um, I think if you, Mount, Mount Bell, I think if you stick around uh, those manufacturers and, and really do some research on uh, some down uh, jackets, you're going to be very, 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 very 
pleased not only with your gear choice, but how long they last. Um, I, I just like, I've got the Eddie Bauer uh, mid-layer. I've got the Eddie Bauer first descent puffy. I've got the Eddie Bauer um, rain pants and they've just never, they've never let me down. By the way, if you want to download our recommendations for some winter uh, outer layer and mid layer, I think we even even a base layer down in there. If you go to episode 199 on trustrealpodcast.com, we're going to give that to you for free. Just go to that post. Um, you can listen to the podcast from there if you want to, or you can just go read the uh, show notes and download and get that uh, get that for you. So, uh, um, and then just kind of reference it and, and see if that's some of the stuff that you that you like. Uh, we like it. Okay, so um, I want to talk. <laughs> Wanna wanna talk a little bit about cleaning your gear. Um because I, I I've seen some I've seen some things lately that other people are doing and um I wanna talk about how important cleaning your gear is. It's not just kind of important, it's like really important. So um it because you know you know, when you use this gear, it, it's got to, I mean, gear's expensive, guys. I mean, it, it's expensive. So you want to be able to keep your investment going for a long time. I mean, I'll, I'll give you just an example. Um, and, and this piece of gear is not that expensive, uh, but I've, I've had it for over 10 years. Is um, I use an alcohol stove when I go out there. I use the white box. The reason I use the white box is because of my trail lifestyle and I get a long burn time with the white box. But that white box is, I mean, it's, it's pretty dirty, um, it, but it'd be worse. It probably would, it would have stopped working a long time ago if I don't clean it, if I don't really make sure the, the pores are open. It does need a little bit of a, um, you know, a preheat time. And so, um, you know, if you don't, if you don't clean that stuff, it, it's not going to last long. That goes with any piece of gear. But I recently, I saw a person storing their gear for the winter time and you know, they're, they're shoving their sleeping bag in a compression sack and they're shoving their down jacket in a compression sack. Um, really, that's what I kind of want to talk about because you don't want to do that. If you, if you can, if, if you can help it, you don't want to. And, and it's, and, and, you know, washing all the oil and all the dirty oil from your body, um, from your sleeping bag and, and, uh, you know, the outdoor stuff and the dirt. I mean, oh my God, my sleeping bags, uh, get so dirty, you know, and then you're sitting by a campfire. If you're going to have a fire and the smoke, you want to clean all that stuff. And, and the more you clean it, the better the gear is going to last. And it's going to last for a long time. So I kind of wanted to talk about that, um, so we can kind of look at in that. So let, let's look at inflatable sleeping pads first, because this is always um, where they get punctured. Um, and, and the best tools for cleaning all this stuff is going to be like with a clean toothbrush, uh, water, maybe a little bit of dish soap. Um, and, uh, you know, just that alone works extremely well on zippers, especially sleeping bag zippers. Uh, if your rain jacket doesn't have a sealed uh, zipper to it, they're not seam sealed. Um, just that alone, because that, that is one of the things that's going to get frustrate you the most is that, you know, you're in your sleeping bag 
and you haven't cleaned your bag in years, and now you can't get out of your bag because the zipper is stuck. And that really is a big, I mean, it's a big pet peeve of mine. So let's talk about inflatable sleeping bags um, first. So never store it compressed in between trips. That's actually not good um, because uh, that has loft in it. Your sleeping bag has loft in it. Your down jacket has loft in it. And you don't want to smash that loft into where it doesn't work anymore and pop stuff, especially in your sleeping bag or pad that uh, will not then air up when you go to use it. Um, you know, you want to close the valve. You want to store it under the bed, under the couch, or you want to vertically put it like behind a, a door. That's a really good way. Just kind of let it hang behind a door. Um, and so it, it, it's always kind of vertical. It doesn't have to be blown up, but just get all the air out and just hang it, lay it someplace, but don't put it in a, in a, in a compression uh, bag. Uh, over time, you'll notice it gets harder and harder to inflate um, and eventually just won't inflate anymore because those those uh, air pockets, those uh, baffles, they're going to get they're going to get damaged. Okay, uh, be conscious of where you put your sleeping pad while camping uh, because you know they pop regularly. And if you have a dog like me who thinks the sleeping pad is his bed, um, it's even more important to take care of that thing <laughs> because you don't want to have that thing popped when you need it the most. As in my case, that's happened before. Um, and so, you know, like when you go to put it on the ground, just make sure there's no debris in there. The littlest stick, the littlest rock, um, you know, can puncture that pad. So cleaning the pad after every trip, even if it's just with a wet washcloth, um, just to kind of wipe it down and make sure it's ready to go for your next trip. That will do wonders for it. And if you don't roll it up and compress it while you're not backpacking or you're not using it, it's going to make the baffles always a lot fresher and a lot more able to um, inflate. Um, and this is the other one with puffy jackets, uh, puffy coats and down sleeping bags. Okay, so as I just mentioned, it is like, it should be like a, a backpacking sin. If there are like the seven sins of backpacking, which I should come up with. Um, one of the sins is thou shall not stuff your down bag and your puffy in a bag, in a stuff sack forever. So that's like really bad. Um, and, and it's even really more important to kind of clean that and keep that for as long as you want. I have a marmot sleeping bag that I've had for 13 years and it is still my go-to bag. I love that bag. Um, and I've washed it. I've taken care of it. It is, it is a fully, a full goose down bag and, uh, absolutely love it. So yeah, you never store it in compressed. Um, you know, I, I know it's are easy to put away and they make a lot of room, but compression, it's bad. It will lose its loft and it will lose its warmth rating pretty quickly. You won't, you, you know, after a couple of years, if you, if that thing is compressed, you'll start losing that loft and the loft is what creates the warmth, right? So you have your, your fill rating and you have your loft rating and sleeping bags or you have your, you have your, your, your fill rating and your loft rating. That's correct. Okay. Um, so where do you start? Uh, so a lot of times, uh, again, you can store it behind the door. You can lay it underneath your bed. Um, or in our case, like in our backpacking van, we actually put like a mesh ceiling up there and we actually put it in the ceiling of our van. So our, our sleeping bags are kind of acting as insulation. 
<laughs> for a backpacking van. Now, not everyone has a backpacking van like we do, but um, you know, lay it on the ground. Or one of the things you can do is hang it on a hanger and put it in your closet. Just like when you see them hanging at REI, there's a reason why they're hanging um, at REI. Um, and there's a reason why when you buy them behind the sleeping bag section at REI, none of them are in compression bags. None of them, right? Um, so hang them on a hanger and just let them hang. That goes along with your down jacket, uh, down jacket too. Uh, make sure you wash your sleeping bag and coats at least a couple times a year with specific soap. Do not use regular laundry soap for down. They make a specific down uh, soap that you can get on Amazon. You can get on, um, uh, you can buy it at REI, and and that's what you use. It's specially treated uh, for for down, um, but you don't. Please don't use regular laundry soap. I've seen people use regular laundry soap, uh, washing their uh, backpacking gear in laundromats. Uh, that's a big no. That should be like a no. That should be uh, seven deadly sins. That should be like. Uh, Let's see. Um, it would be like it would be like thou shall not wash your down in regular laundry soap. That that could be one of them. Um, so you want to make sure uh, wash it. Uh, definitely, uh, uh, we use a, a Revive X Down Cleaner. Um, again, that's sold at REI. And what you want to do is like because the down loft is so important, is that when you you want to dry it, but you want to throw a bunch of tennis balls in the dryer. You want to try to keep that loft going, and you don't want to put it on high heat. Don't put it on high heat. Just put it on regular heat. You know, dry it if it takes a couple of times, but you really want it dried completely third out. And the reason why you want the tennis balls in there because the tennis balls push the down from side to side. Um, cause you don't, the thing is once down gets wet, it'll start clumping together and your bag is ruined. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that the, the down is moving. The goose down feathers are moving or duck down. You want to make sure that all those feathers are moving around and the tennis balls help rotate or push all that down away. And so when you get your sleeping bag out, you want to loft it. You do not, do not put in a bag, do not compress it. You want to leave that thing just laying flat, you know, for at least, man, at least 12 hours. Make sure the rest of it air dries and make sure you don't feel any clumps in your sleeping bag. I, it, it is some work, but again, sleeping bags can range anywhere from $300 to $1,200. So you have to kind of decide, you know, is that worth it? You know the time to take care of that bag, or maybe you want to shell out some more money for another sleeping bag. I I can't, so you know I I definitely definitely make sure I take care of it. Um, by the way, if you're looking for sleeping bags for this winter, or if you're looking for um, new gear for Christmas, backpackerstore.com. The power is in the search. You can use the search area to type in a piece of gear. Um, and compare it to prices from all the major outfitters, Moose Jaw, Camp Saver, Eastern Mountain Sports, Hyperlight's on there, Enlightened Gear's on there, and Masari's on there. The Backpacker Store pulls all those gear all those gear manufacturers together in one place. We built that site for you 
A full disclosure, we do take a little bit of a commission off of that if you buy something, but it's at no additional cost to you and help support the podcast. So the backpackerstore.com is for you. The power is in the search. So let's talk about rain gear and out of gear. Uh, rain gear definitely has to be washed. I mean, a lot of people think, well, it's, it's you know, it's rain gear. Um, but it definitely does have to be, uh, you have to def- definitely have to be careful. Now, here's a important thing with, with some rain gear and even tents is that they are sensitive to UV light. Um, and so you don't want to keep a rain jacket or a tent pitched in direct sunlight for a long time. Uh, some of the coating that uh, rain flies use, not so much anymore, um, but I, I, I mean, some rain jackets still use the baseline coating in there. And uh, the UV uh, sun will, will just eat that up. It'll just tear that up. And again, the, the rain jacket is basically for zippers, cleaning the oil and dirt out of the zippers. And yeah, you do you can coat that rain jacket again when it starts losing its water resistance. I did a whole video um, on how to choose a rain jacket, and that's going to be part of our new YouTube channel. Um, and that's also going to be a part of something bigger that I'm going to announce uh, in a couple weeks. But, um, uh, yeah, a rain jacket is really important. Um, not only is it a windbreaker, it, it'll save your life if you're in a really bad cold rain and you want to try to keep as dry as possible. Um, you, you can wash the outer shell uh, in, a, in a washing machine, but use soap specifically for waterproof materials. Again, some soaps strip that stuff away. Um, it's a chemical. You do not want to use any kind of chemical on any kind of waterproof nylon or material because it'll strip it away and um, it'll ruin your your piece of gear. So you, you want to use soap that is for waterproof gear. And again, uh, the Revive X Outerwear uh, Pro Cleaner, I believe, at REI. Um, and you can also buy that in Amazon. I think that's two separate types of detergent to clean um, down and to clean uh, uh, nylon and rainproof uh, equipment that you can buy there also. So, um, you know, and, and if you, I you can put it in the dryer. Be Don't ever put that stuff in high heat because it'll melt. Um, and so, because, you know, that, that waterproof strip or that silicone, um, that they put on zippers that is very sensitive to heat and it will melt. So just put it on low heat, dry it. Um, you can air dry it. Don't put it in the sun. You just like regular dry it in the shade if you have a nice temperature. Um, and that will really keep your rain jacket going for a long time. Um, if you notice rain jackets start to look like it absorbs water when it rains, don't fret. It's normal wear and tear over time and you can renew that waterproof with a spray so it's kind of like rainex you know you put rainex on your car windshield and it creates all of a sudden it's like new again and it creates this water proofing bubbling stuff so you know you can see better well they make the same stuff for your rain jacket so um just again that is also sold at rei and you can find that um in a lot of outfitters because rain jackets over time they do you know, they do lose their coating, um, especially if you leave it in the sun, especially if you don't take care of it. So, um, and then uh, camping stoves, 
Camping stoves are probably more susceptible to failure than a lot of other things, unless you have a simple alcohol stove, because they have moving parts. Um, you know, some of the more elaborate camping stoves have a little flicker, and you know they, you know they've, you know you, they've got the the prongs that you pull out to be able to put your pot on there. Um, and where do you put them on? You put them on the ground, so they're susceptible to dirt, grime ash from fire all kinds of stuff um and so it's really important to just kind of co go over your camping stoves and clean them again my alcohol stove i've had for a really long time if i had not cleaned that if i don't if i had not done due diligence in cleaning my white box alcohol stove for sure no doubt about it that that would have stopped working a long time ago. So I mean, you know, you're you're putting alcohol in there. Um, it gets dirty. You're with the wind is blowing. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've dropped that thing on the ground or in the dirt or in the sand. Um, you know, left it out in the rain. I mean, it, it just it's very acceptable to uh, the real outdoor dirty conditions um, that we all backpack in and all go play in. So. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a true believer that the less moving parts you have, the less gear failure failure you have, um, and um, you know that's why I use that's why I use an alcohol stove. But if I didn't clean it, it wouldn't stop, it would stop working. So you know this is where your toothbrush is going to come in, a little scrubby sponge, a little dish soap you can use on um, your, uh, you know your you know your, uh, you know your cooking stoves, your camping stoves. Um, you know, sometimes when they stop working properly or half the flame comes out, you can be rest assured it's because of dirt or grime that's in there. Um, it just needs a good cleaning if it stops working. If you have a like a white gas stove, invest some time uh, to learn the parts of it. Uh, you can take it apart, put it back together again. Um, and uh, all those things can be cleaned. Every single one of them. All of them can be cleaned. So don't fret if it stops working. Just take the time to to clean it. Because the one thing about gear is that you don't want, you know, you don't want your you don't want to know that that you have a gear problem when you're out there. You know, that's that's the that's the one time you don't want to find out you have a gear problem. So, you know, while you're out there, it, you know, when you get home, just take the time to clean your gear. And, and especially like if you use water platies, um, you know. Put some bleach in your water platy. Clean out the hose. Um, you know, make sure you backfill your water filter if you're using like the Sawyer, or if you if you're using another type of uh, water filtration system. You know, make sure you clean that out. Um, just do the diligence of cleaning your gear so it preps for the next time that you're ready to go out there. Because that's one less worry that you have to you know be concerned about when you are getting ready to go on a long distance trip. And even when you're, you know, even when you're, you know, man, even when I did the Appalachian Trail or I'm doing a long distance trip, it, it didn't dawn on me how important it was to like just wipe gear down, you know, while I'm on a through hike or while I'm on a long distance trip. It it definitely prevents a lot of failure down, down the road for absolutely for sure. Um, and... I would suggest to everybody that gear's expensive. And so, and I'm under the belief that you do not have to buy new gear every year 
to go backpacking. You know, once you get your trail lifestyle down and once you, you know, really get in tune and zoned in with your gear, that you should be able to keep that gear for a long time. Man, I know it's tempting every new, every year a new gear comes out. Every, you know, you're, it's always exciting, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, gear needs to be tested. Gear needs to be, you know, tried and true. I, I have some of the older uh, gear that I've been using for a long time. Um, maybe some of it needs to be replaced. I don't know. Um, but until something proves to me that, yeah, you know, that's going to work in my trail lifestyle or something that I'd like or something that fits me or I can use or I can see myself using it, I don't really invest that much time. I really invest more into making sure that the gear I have is is really on its A game. And I'm not going to have problems with tangled ropes or tangled knots or I'm not going to have a problem with, oh, man, I forgot my Sawyer um, or my Beefree. I left outside and it got down to 20 degrees last night. Oops, there goes my water filter. You know, I just take the time to make sure that that is all. All of my backpacking gear, other than my backpack and my sleeping bag and my sleeping pad, all fit in a very small bin, um, a very small container. And that sits in the in the van. And when I want to go, when I pull that bin out, I know that stuff is clean and I know that stuff is ready to go. So um, again, it's 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 definitely worth the time it takes to just go and and clean your gear a little bit. Um, if you guys have any questions about cleaning your gear, or you know you'd like to get some uh, more tips, go to our Facebook uh, group page. We'll go ahead and start that dialogue going on. Uh, we have much more to say about that. Um, but if you have any questions, go ahead and join our Facebook group ask away and we always are happy to answer them if you have any questions on this podcast go ahead and comment be i answer all questions all comments all the time so um, i'm always on that pretty quick and i will always respond to you as quick as i can on a personal note thank you thank you thank you to all the people that have been texting sending me emails uh, whether it's through patreon or whether it's through a text message for people who've had my number, uh, through Messenger, for people that um, you know have contacted me through uh, other social media. Thank you. My brother's doing better. He's got a long way to go. A long, 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 long way to go. But I left uh, Racing Wisconsin last week. Um, I'm back in Arizona, and I'm going to be spending the winter in Yellowstone, where I will probably build, be building a snow cave and just like hiding out for the rest of the winter. I may be hibernating myself. I don't know yet. I know, but I'm definitely headed up back up to Montana for the winter. Call me crazy, but I absolutely love snow, and I cannot wait to do some snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, and some winter camping up there. So stay tuned. It should be pretty pretty fun. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to show some love, go to our website, trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our merch link. We've got a bunch of really cool Teespring stuff up there. Coffee cups, hoodies, um, you name it, we've got it up there. You got to get the Trust the Trail uh, coffee mug because Trust the Trail uh, is better. It's cheaper than therapy. That's what our mug says. So we, we love that. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. Again, thank you guys so much for all the love and support you show us. And of course, our patrons, we could not do this podcast without you. 
Uh, that's Richard Curry, Angela, Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Jill Lang, Amy Tappendorf, E.J. Newell, Becky Wenger, Helen Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Besser. Thank you, Bob, for that beautiful message you sent me the other day. Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Busia, Shirley Nutt, Jessica Wolfen, Jordan Lankrack, Suzanne Adams, Kevin Frost, Gina Purcell, and our newest patron, Dean Dalsett. Dean, thank you so much for joining our Patreon community. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account. Just go to Trust the Trail, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content, including this video. This video, episode 199, will be on our Patreon page. Podcasts are available at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We will move heaven and earth to get on that podcatcher. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, where you can see Bubbles the Bison from Yellowstone and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. So remember, no matter what gear you buy, ever, it needs some tender loving care. <laughs> And that's going to help you trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye.